God, I, I, I don't, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't think there's anything to there's, talk about. There's shit all happening in shit the world. To talk about. Coming to, right, before, have, have you got a foolproof way of picking films that you watch with the missus? Because we keep picking films for each other when we're sat at home and we're like, what should we do tonight? Let's watch a film. And we both keep picking films that the other one hates. Oh, yeah. So that's, for, that's, that's, for, that's called a relationship. <laughs> Thank you. Get that in early. When we go to the cinema, it's not generally a problem because we both have to agree on what we're going to go and watch before we, we get there. Yeah, because you both sat in um, the same room and you're not allowed to use phones. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So we've picked... There's some films, some films we quite like. So we watched Gone Girl, which we both thought was excellent. And we, oh, the um, wine bottle. Oh, apart from that bit. It, it was like um, Kinger the, from Big Brother all over again, oh, but with yeah, and, oh, a little bit more oh, of a heavy undertone. Yeah. And we what else we watched? Oh, we watched... Uh, we have one particularly successful afternoon where we watched The Green Mile, which I'd never seen in full. And, Amazing film. Um, and The Notebook. Oh, I um, love The Notebook. Did you bore yeah, your eyes out I, at the end? I don't mind admitting it. I burst into tears at the end. I cried. And then we, we've we've gone off the rails somewhat. I picked... I thought she'd like The American President, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. It's Michael that- Douglas and Ed Benning. So I like the writing, but I also think it's it's quite funny and it's a nice romantic comedy and blah, blah, blah. She hated it, fell asleep. Then she picked The Breakup, which I thought was just absolute dog tod. Oh, is that with Vince Ford and Jennifer Aniston? Yes. Quite like it because it doesn't have a Hollywood ending. No, it doesn't, which was... It would, but I was like, I, I don't want to be depressed. I, I, yeah, that was, that was good, but I, I, thought, I don't want to be depressed at the end of a film like this. And then last night, she picked... Indecent Proposal. Oh, Shexy with Demi Moore and Woody well, Harrelson awful. and Robert yeah. Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah, but... Three very good actors. Good actors. This is was so cliché. Yeah. Even the two... I'm like, I've got two hours of my life. Dude, that. it's Lisa Stansfield doing the soundtrack. You can't get better than Rochdale's Diva. Was she doing the soundtrack? Yeah, Sheena she Easton's in it. No, no, I'm sure Lisa Stansfield, in all the right places, was the theme tune for Indecent Proposal. Ah, okay. I could be that's, wrong. See, that's great. Tune. Lisa, let but, us know. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm now trying to come up with a system that enables us to watch better films. There, there is there is no system, mate. I, you said uh, you watched the American President. I watched a great film the other night that the script doctor was Aaron Sorkin on, and the missus hates it, even though she's seen it umpteenth times on BBC Three. Which film's that? The, the Rock. Rock. Was he the script doctor on that? He was the script doctor, That's a, as was Quentin I, Tarantino. <laughs> I love The Rock. Yeah, brilliant. Nic- Nicolas Cage in full Nicolas Cage mode, Sean Connery with a fabulous wig, and Ed Harris not wearing a fabulous wig, unlike he did in Apollo 13. And Ed Harris somehow always plays himself. He does. When he was Ed Chris- Harris is great. Ed Harris, Ed Harris can play himself at anything, as far as I'm concerned. I think Ed Harris is brilliant. It, it's a very simple rule that we do. If she presses play on something and I don't like it, I sit there moping. And if I press play on something that she doesn't like, she f***s off and watches EastEnders. Yeah. And I, I hate EastEnders with a passion, so... It's fair enough. I just generally... What, what, what were we watching the other night? And she, I watched it for a bit and then she fell asleep. And we, we, we're, going to, we're watching New Girl. Okay. So, I, no, I like New Girl, but I thought it's one of these Who things we're trying to watch girl? together. Exactly. It's just... We got... She fell asleep, and I'd wanted to... It was Sunday evening, so needless to say, I wanted to watch Match of the Day too, given it had been such an epic day of, in the football. I thought, I can watch this tomorrow, but I can't wait. 
So I said to her, can we watch the highlights of the Liverpool game? And she's like, yeah, all right. And then the United game was next. She's like, do you really want to watch this? I'm like, well, I kind of do, but we'll watch it. And then she just fell asleep in about 20 minutes, half an hour. So then I just put it on anyway. It's, it's, it's a foolproof system that I've been, uh, I've been developing. Wait for it to fall asleep and then watch what I want yeah. to watch. It's great. I've, I fell asleep last night and it's no review of his brilliance, but Louis Theroux, I fell asleep during that last night. We watch different things. I've been watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. She has no interest in that. Absolutely none. Don't blame her. We watched um, Manktopia, or we watched an episode of it, which is a, a thing on BBC, uh, BBC documentary series about the property boom in Manchester. And we watched an episode of it. And then I, once, I was like, this is interesting. Let's watch the next episode. And then she's like, I can't. And she said, she said not that I don't like it, she said, but it's just really, really pissed me off. It's really making me angry. And I understand why. I love your message yeah. for that. Because yeah. I hate it as well. It's like, the BBC, you're making a documentary that you had a massive hand in creating. You wazzocks. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I hadn't oh, thought about oh, it from that. Well, but I, had, I had sort of thought about it. From why that, are the property yeah, prices in- going up in Manchester? Because uh, the BBC <laughs> moved up a, a, at least a third of its whole production base there. Fucking idiots. Sorry. But please go but on. I, I did... I did take one of your uh, your tips last week, and we did finally watch the Social Dilemma, and that was terrifying. I'm really pleased, and she fell asleep during that, which I was delighted for, simply because it would have scared the pants off her if she'd watched the whole thing. It's a good documentary, but it does the terrifying thing that a lot of American productions do, in that the whole world is America, and everything else is just yeah. secondary. Whatever yeah. happens anywhere else is just circumstantial. I was watching a documentary the other day on Netflix. This woman was going, the whole world's watching. It's like, no, never heard of this before. The whole world is not America. And yeah, yeah. Can I just say, it's just interesting that you brought up The Rock because I genuinely did think yesterday that how much more entertaining would it have been if Sean Connery was in fact Sean Connolly, the president's (laughs) physician... And he would have delivered the update on Donald's health in front of Walter Reed because I'm thinking it might actually have been plausible if she'd done it with her. His vitals have dropped. Coronavirus brings you COVID. You'll bring a gun. Which, <laughs> exactly. which they did because he had civils. He had Secret Service people bring a gun. Yes. Um, I, do, I do like The Rock as well because there is the tiny subplot that John Mason is Bond, which just makes the film... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, um, what's his face? Michael Bay's second Hollywood film. Yeah. And he he made genius. Yeah. After that, mm, not so much, but yeah, that, that, one was, that, was, a, that was a good one. Why, um, why are you watching films, though, at the moment when reality is so much more f***ed up? It's, it's, like, it's like Aaron Sorkin sat down with the script of The West Wing and just went <laughs> because films are so, a much more preferable reality to the one that we have other I, than the bit other than the bit of course where Everton are top of the premier league well, i'm quite this, happy for that is, piece of reality to last forever no, this, evermore this is what i'm thinking now i, I don't <laughs> I, I know certain uh, religions have differing views on this i, I know about your faith this is, this is where science and, and religion can merge, in that in many religions there's a sense of atonement for the wrongs done. Therefore, a collective can actually take the pain and the punishment that really should only be dished to one person. 
And I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about your particular faith, but many faiths say, you know, we've all got to be good, so we're not all punished, which is sort of a twist on original sin, sort of. And it, it sort of collides with science in that there's uh, quantum theory that suggests that we could be living in alternate realities and there could be many, many different versions of Earth all coexisting, but not in the same reality. So there would be different dimensions yeah. of that. What Basically, a Gwyneth Paltrow film created by Carl Sagan. Yeah. And I, and I see all of this because our reality is fucked. Mm. Aston Villa should not be beating Liverpool 7-2. <laughs> no. Our reality should not be in, in just seven, seven days. Trump gets COVID, goes into hospital, is on death's door. Then suddenly... He appears at the White House out of a, a jelly wobbler, takes off his mask, salutes the, the, the helicopter, and then is seen huffing like he's David Hasselhoff eating a cheeseburger. And then, greater even than that, Carlo Ancelotti's men are the, the best football team in the land. Oh, and on top of that, an even more twisted reality, Hull City are the only club in the 92 not to have conceded. Oh, well, it, that's officially now. We've, we've, yeah, we've, we've jumped the, I mean, again, transfer deadline day, I think, we, I thought we've officially jumped the shark where Paul Merson spent a good two or three minutes fuming at the, pro, at the idea that Arsenal had dispensed with the services of Gunnosaurus. There, there was so much righteous indignation there. It was, it was just a joy to watch. So I'm thinking, I'm watching this unfold in front of my eyes. This isn't a sketch. Because no. I think when they put it on, they thought, oh, we'll have a bit of a laugh with this. But actually, it's nothing funny because the reality of it, even though it's a mascot, there's actually a man in that suit who lost his job. Although... And it was the same man. Ha- it's the yes, same man for 27 but- years. So ah, let, let's, look at but- Arsenal's, let's look at Arsenal's rise peak and and quite delicious plateau is not Wenger mm. it's Gunnosaurus yeah well I mean I, I, but the thing is Gunnosaurus is not extinct because that Mesut Ozil of all people has turned around and said I will fund Gunnosaurus's wages out of my own very handsome wage packet to ensure that this man does not lose his job. That is the type of philanthropy I want to see more of. When they talk about the Premier League saving the grassroots of football, that, my friends, is what we are talking about. Mesut Ozil saves Gunnosaurus. If that's not a headline in the Islington Bugle or whatever this week, then I'm sorry, that is the possibly the greatest headline in the history of the print media has been missed. I, I don't want to piss on your bonfire and I don't want to make Gunnosaurus Dinosaurus, uh, already more depressed than he probably... He was probably crying his dinosaur tears yesterday. But um, and now he's probably jumping for joy. Met- Mesitosil's um, social media was very, very specific in the language that was used, in that it said, yes. as long as I'm at Arsenal. Arsenal. I don't think that's going to be for long. So basically, Gunnosaurus has got basically... £250 furlough package. <laughs> will be going on a free in weeks. He'll never be playing again for that team. No, probably, probably not. I just, I, it's interesting that I mentioned the Green Mile because I actually genuinely thought when Trump took off his mask, you know that scene in the Green Mile where Michael Clark Duncan breathes life back into the, the mountains. Is it Mr. Jingles yeah. or Mr. Jingles, whatever it is? And I'm thinking... Trump, by taking off his mask, has done the opposite of that. Come 180 degrees, he's breathing death from the Truman balcony onto all 
who are in front of him. Not just a little mouse, but everybody that's there. Have you ever seen uh, the poor sequel to G.I. Joe? I think it's called G.I. Joe Retribution. It stars Bruce Willis as G.I. Joe. The Rock's in there somewhere. Channing Tatum's in there for about five the, minutes. And Jonathan, as in Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not, it, not, the, rock, not the movie The Rock. That's no, just clarify. Yeah, no, yeah. not Alcatraz. Uh, and Jonathan Price is in it. He plays a shapeshifter who takes over the White House under the command of Cobra Command. There's a, a scene in that film where the White House suddenly have these very Nazi-esque banners of, of the Cobra logo unfurled upon it. And what I saw of Trump on the Truman balcony was worse. I love the jokes that were going around when he uh, was taken into Walter Reed, the great Walter Reed hospital. People said, surely he can't go to military hospital. He's got bone spurs. He's not eligible to use that place. <laughs> so to, to then appear on the Truman balcony saluting, what's it called, Marine One, the helicopter, of a military who doesn't back, he, he has still not decried against... Russian bounties on US and allied soldiers' heads. He hasn't said anything about that. He was pushed and shoved and then forcibly shoved into a microphone to denounce white supremacy. This is after, uh, what's his face, Gavin McGuinness, who does sound as if he should have played for Colchester back in the late 90s. And his Proud Boys were put on standby by the It's What's happening is worse. Reality is awful. Well, I... <laughs> But I mean, I would have thought. I mean, yeah, he could have got a deferment to go to another hospital. Surely, if that's what he, if that's what he'd so so desired, it was the whole. Um, uh, it's like his his when his brother died just a few months ago, and that would be a major historical event in any other reality. I was going to say year, but I don't know what a year is anymore. Uh, no. When his brother died, and it came out a couple of days later that it was COVID, nobody said a word. And then he goes... To- His brother died of COVID? Yeah. Now, see, I didn't even know that. John Trump, wasn't it? His other brother. His yeah. younger brother. Cause- it's John? Yeah, his yeah. Younger, it was his younger brother. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, it was going, oh, he died. And they weren't saying a word. And they were going, oh, it was complications, or it was this, he had a long-term illness. No, it was COVID. And it came out, and I think ABC ran with it, MSNBC ran with it. And then it was just like, yeah, leave it. And then, and then, then I just then you know, the, I think that's more because because the, the news cycle cannot keep up. Oh no, it this, would have to be peddling itself into oblivion to be able to keep up with the the sheer rate of sort of news bombs. And I, you know, I use the but that are coming out by any definition, any of the ones that have happened in the last week. So the the, the taxes. That was big for about thirty six hours. Tops, tops, because which in any other any other time period, it's like we've moved into a, a situation where we've moved into dog years, where everything is happening yeah. in terms of news, where everything is happening so quickly that we li- it's literally impossible to keep up. No matter how much you try, you miss something. Like I didn't know that his brother had died of COVID, and that was weeks ago. So, so, so the tax thing came out on was it Sunday night in the New York Times on Sunday mm. in the New York Times. By Tuesday, we've had Gone. the debate, and I use the term loosely because it wasn't what wasn't what debate? There is no debate. Sorry, I talk over you there. That's not. It's what, it's yeah. yeah. It's two pe- It was two people. It, it was like an argument in an old people's home between two guys arguing about. Well, anything, and and one of the nurses trying to keep them in Chris Wallace. He was trying to keep them. So please, please stop arguing. We need to bring out dessert. We need to bring out the Jello or the jelly. You know, it, it's a, 
Yeah, and then we and then we go from that to the the, the Melania thing where she was caught on tape saying "Be best, fuck Christmas," which is I think is what she said. But I haven't even heard that because I haven't kept managed to keep up with that. Because then, oh, because she also said that she, she didn't like kids being kept in cages, but f- Christmas, yeah, and yeah, and that came okay. from her aide that walked the other month, and she's now releasing phone calls. Month. Well, and then we get that, and then we go straight into uh, go straight into the new hailstorm that is. He's got COVID. He's fine. He's not fine. He's in hospital. He's releasing videos from this palatial suite at Walter Reed. And then the, the absolute lunacy of this, of him getting in his car and doing a drive-by. You, you <laughs> which do- is, I think it's the only drive-by in the history of Trump supporters where somebody hasn't got a, an M15 out and tried to kill anybody. But does that, I mean, and, but, and the reason, the rationale apparently was because he was bored watching the coverage of... Him, his own hospitalization. That that is some absolutely next level. We're into into matrix levels of narcissism here. But surely that that suite in Walter Reed. I've seen some pictures of it, and it's absolutely extraordinarily yeah, but, palatial. But have why you, have they not got him a Netflix subscription so that he could have distracted himself by watching The Boys or Ooh New Girl, Hey Girl, How You Doing? Well, do you know why? Because the palatial suite at Walter Reed, one, it's a military hospital, so it's for veterans and acting members. Uh, and I know yes. he's commander-in-chief. But because he has only been paying $750 in federal <laughs> income taxes, and for many, many years before that, zero, he's actually eligible for Medicaid. He's actually eligible for Obamacare, <laughs> and that is what he's receiving. He's receiving very good care for zero. Nada, <laughs> zilch, because he doesn't have the resources in his bank account. He's so poor. He's such a poor man. Well, I've been watching, actually, uh, I don't know whether you've seen this, on Channel 4, Trump, The American Dream, which is a four-part documentary series. It's very old. About That's him. the one with Selena Scott that she turns up for, like, one episode because she's... She? Yeah, she turns up because she's interviewing him for another thing because it was from 2016... I think it was from about February 2016. It's a very old... They may have refreshed, like, a a final episode. Yeah, the first two episodes were his sort of early life and building Trump Town, and the second one was him in the 80s with just buying anything that moved, Plaza and and the casinos in Atlantic City and all the rest of it. Uh, I think his second in command was a a legal woman who sort of backed him to the hilt, and then he suddenly dumped her. His wife. (laughs) No. But his, but no, it's, yeah. it's it's really, really, really interesting. Actually, I, I didn't. I mean, obviously, I knew about his his business and all the rest of it. But it's it's great to see them in depth and, and just articulated by so many other people, you know, other than himself. Well, that's... And just seeing the sort of the genesis of that, the, the, everything that we see now in such with such impact, seeing that snowball. He's such a, he's such an empty vessel, and any hopes or fears of different groups have sort of been projected onto him. Trump, I don't think he's a very intelligent man. Oh, no. I think because he's, he's-, he's gone along for the ride and he has been used like a meat puppet by everyone. He's a shell. He's a husk of a man. He's a badly preserved orange smarty full yeah. of crap. <laughs> yeah, because... It, absolutely, Sorry, and what I had some smarties the other day, interest of balance. They were great. Um, they were really nice. And um, 
But but no, but this whole tax thing has brought it into in terms of just everybody's gone and, and I have gone and gone. Well, it was a marketing exercise in running for president, but actually now you now it's all been uncovered. That you know the mask has been removed, and you could sit. You know, it's like actually it was because all of his money was running out from that he he managed to get from the Apprentice. That all the endorsements and the licensing deals and all this stuff had had come had started to dry up because the Apprentice was coming towards the end of its its run. So it's now right. Oh, actually. What do I do now? Right, I need to somehow get myself back in the zeitgeist. Hmm. What shall I do? Hmm. Here's an idea that I've talked about for years. And the, the, the interesting thing in this, this documentary was it was a guy who, obviously incredibly naive, had thought that he was a good person to run for president uh, to, for the Republican nomination in 1988 when Reagan oh, yes, was yeah, yeah. Uh, coming to the end of his term because he didn't like George H. W. Bush because he, he was established dull. Yeah, he was establishment. He was a bit boring. He was there was no there was no charisma. Blah, blah, blah. And he, and he said he invited this guy to come and uh, sorry this guy invited Trump to come and do a speech where the idea was that he would come and he would launch his campaign for for the, for the presidency that announced his run and he got there and he just basically used the speech to say right the art of the deal is this great book um, that I didn't write. And then he's like, he actually said, I'm not going to announce that I'm running for president in this thing if that's, if that's what you're expecting of me. I'm paraphrasing slightly, yeah. but that was it. And the guy, you, even now the guy with interview, whenever this documentary is made, he still looks really crestfallen. But took great delight in showing us the signed copy of The Art of the Deal that Trump had signed for him with a little personal message on there. He was he was a grifter then. Yeah. He's surely. He's a, a very bizarre cult of personality and I say that with correct diction I if you would like to get in contact with the Top Content Podcast please send an email to topcontentpod at gmail.com you can find us at Top Content Pod on Twitter Instagram and Facebook we're also on TikTok but we never use it so don't bother